all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Come on in, everybody. Come on in, everybody. It is Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Prayer is going to be amazing tonight, as it always is. Come on in. Let me know where you're watching from. I see you in Jacksonville. I see you from Aurora. Thank you so much for prayer uh, for me. If you saw church yesterday, there was, uh, and I'm careful about my words, so I'm going to be very careful with my confession, uh, but there was a... Um, something uh, in my foot and my confession is that I am 100% healthy and healed. Uh, I was exercising. I was doing um, 15 miles and then did the gym and I do that often. And so it was no big deal. And then all of a sudden I had this, uh, this uh, discomfort on Saturday evening. I preached yesterday and made it happen because we keep it moving. Can I get you typed on the screen? Keep it moving. Uh, we keep it moving. And so um, at any rate, um, there was still a little, um, little something today. Again, I'm careful of my words. There's still a little bit something today. Uh, my confession is that all will be well uh, immediately in Jesus' name. Can you just pray for me for that? Because listen, y'all, I, I, God has been good to me. In my life, I've never had, uh, I've not had a broken bone. I have not had surgery. I have not had any, um, you know, those types of things. And so God has been good. And, uh, and so that discomfort. I was like, this is not acceptable. Um, and I do not like being cooped up uh, in the doggone house all day. Y'all better hear me. Um, but can you just pray that with me? Just say healing immediately. Father, I receive that now. Healing immediately. Um, so thank you so much for that. I saw that coming. Come on in, guys. Let me know where you're watching from. Let me know where you're watching from. Uh, LWS, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from and share this video. When you do that, people get saved. It is just that simple. We've seen just, actually, I think we hit 200 decisions yesterday. I think we did. I think we hit 200 decisions yesterday. Um, they'll confirm it for me in the chat whether or not we hit that yesterday um, uh, in church. But that was amazing to God be the glory. So when you share, people get saved. That's why I had asked you to do that. Uh, so I appreciate all of that. Thank you for praying that uh, for me because I, I we got too much to do. We got Wednesday Night Live Bible Study. We got Friday Night Fire in two and a half weeks or well, three weeks, basically. We got Friday Night Fire in Atlanta. I got too much to do. And I cannot be walking with a gangster lane through the airport. Y'all got to hear me. We got too much to do. All right. Uh, so we got to keep that moving. All right. Um, listen, if you're just coming in for the very first time, let me welcome you. We call it Command Your Week Prayer. We're getting a hold of the week before the week gets a hold of us. And it is a biblical principle uh, to command your day and command your week. In the Bible, that evening and the morning made the day. And so in the, uh, for most Christians, if you grew up in church, you learn to pray and what they would teach you to do is to pray the morning of um but uh, that's that's not bible because in the bible the evening and the morning were the first day so at approximately 6 p.m every day biblically speaking you begin the next day so well, what are we doing we're getting a hold of the day and a hold of the week before it can get a hold of us we're using the power of the scripture and we are seeing that happen Let, let's do roll call littleton i see you in atlanta good to see you let me know where you're watching from guys if you haven't already let me know where you're watching from. Someone said Gangster Lane. I'm just saying. Yesterday when I was walking through, I was like, uh, you know, but I had to keep it moving. And can I just say this to you? As I did what I do, um, um, that, that discomfort and that pain lifted. 
as I did what I do. Um, and let that be a revelation for some of you all. Um, the only way, the only way through it is to go through it. All right. And you can make it out. All right. But thank you so much for your praise. I appreciate that. Uh, Alabama, good to see you. South Carolina, good to see you. Decatur, Georgia, that's ATL. Good to see you. Atlanta, good to see you over here on the Business Format Instagram. Guys, do me a favor. Like this video, tell me where you're watching from, and share. When you share, people get saved. Ellington, Florida, good to see you. Um, um, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Hey, come on, that's good. Mount Bello, good to see you. Um, listen, guys, um, we are in the week. Some people refer to it as Holy Week. The Bible doesn't actually call it that, but some people refer to it as Holy Week. Yesterday, it was referred to as Palm Sunday, and there's several things that we're going to cut. ATL by way of LA, assignment is done. Good work, good job, proud of you. Church was awesome yesterday. If you missed either experience, go check it out. Um, both experiences were amazing um, in yesterday's work. Yesterday, it was called Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday is the day that Jesus rode into the city um, and he rode on a donkey. A donkey, or more specifically, a colt, which is a young donkey. In other words, uh, in the Hebrew culture, a donkey was equivalent to a luxury automobile. And so riding in on a colt means he was just riding in on a nice car, in a nice car. You got me? And in that, the Bible says um, that the people laid down palm trees and palm branches. And the palm in the Greco-Roman culture, it was a symbol of victory. It was a symbol of victory. And not only that. They laid down their cloaks. They took off their garments and Jesus rode in on them. I want you to think from modern times, the movie Coming to America, not the latest version, but the original version. Do you remember, wave at me if you remember this, when King Joffrey Jafar, do you remember when um, the, the ladies would throw out the rose petals for the king to walk on because it was it was forbidden for a king to put his feet on something common and something regular. So when Jesus is riding into the city, pay attention, when he's riding into the city, they are putting palms down, which are declaring victory. But then they are also declaring him as king. So he rides into the city, watch me, and before he is ever faced with a trial, before he's ever betrayed, before he's ever deserted, before he's ever treated poorly. The Bible says, pay attention, the Bible says, Shalom, the Bible says this, that he rides in declaring victory, which means, here's how we're going to start prayer tonight. Before we ask God for anything, we are going to declare victory in everything. I need y'all to talk to me on all these platforms tonight. Before we ask God for anything, we are going to declare victory in everything. We're simply modeling ourselves after Jesus and what he did. That was Palm Sunday. Let's pray. Father, we bless you and we honor you tonight, sir. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your compassion. We thank you, Father, for your sacrifice. This is the week Father, where you literally gave your life as a sacrifice some 2,000 years ago. It is because you gave your life that we are able to escape death. It is because you made the sacrifice that we are able to live and move and have our being. And for this, God, we say thank you. Before we ask you for anything, we declare victory in everything. I need y'all to type that. Victory in everything. That's the phrase. Before we make one prayer request tonight. Before we pray for one unsaved person tonight, before we pray for ourselves tonight, before we pray for another believer tonight, we declare victory in everything in the name of Jesus. And Father, we that palm tree, it was synonymous with the, uh, the Greco-Roman goddess Nike, where we get our word, uh, uh, or Nikeo, uh, which is where we get the word Nike, which means to do it, to take action. Father, I pray that not only do we declare victory in everything, but we declare, God, that we will have the grace to take action in the areas we need to take action. I come against us being stagnant. I come against us being stuck. I come against us being immobile. I come against anything that blocks our flow. We declare victory in everything. And we declare that we would Nikeo, that we would Nike, we would do what must be done. And we thank you for it now. We come against anything, God, that would block our flow. We come against anything that would stop us from taking action. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody drop an amen on every platform tonight. Guys, again, welcome you on both Facebook pages, both YouTube pages, Twitch, Twitter, 
um, our app, our website, the Bishop Foreman IG, the Harvest Church IG, all of these different platforms tonight. If you have not shared, make sure that you share. On Instagram, you can use the little triangle at the bottom and share it, DM it to somebody. You can even just post it in your story, let people know that we're live for prayer. What I ask you to do that when you share, people get saved. Um, I didn't see it. Maybe they put the comment in there. Um, who would have that information for me? Did we hit 200 decisions? I think we hit 200 decisions yesterday. I think we did. I just need to see that in the comment section and maybe I missed it earlier. Um, you can't watch me. We declare victory in everything and nothing can stop our flow. Let me tell you, even with this thing with my foot, that is, watch me, my, watch my confession, 100% healthy, 100% healed. But, but what's bothering me, or what bothered me about it, let me correct that, what bothered me about it is it was messing with my flow. I have stuff to do. I've got stuff to get done. I do not have time to be uh, walking around on no gangster lane. Listen, I don't have time for that. Um, and so that's the attitude that I take. And so today, uh, anybody that heard about that, any of my colleagues or pastor friends or whatever that heard about that, they were like, we know you. We know you mad about that because we know you ain't having that. Um, because I don't want anything to block or to stop my flow, to block or to stop my flow. Uh, and so that's very, very important. All right. Um, it can't be on the gangster lane. Can't do it. Uh, listen, so yesterday was Palm Sunday. We covered that in prayer. Um, this week, we will welcome the first of the spring feast, which is called Passover. Um, and I, we're not going to hit too much of that in prayer tonight because I'll deal with it. Um, on Friday Night Fire um, this week, we'll talk about how we got to Passover and we'll actually, Passover begins then, so we'll welcome the Feast of the Passover. Um, this is a supernatural season that you are in. And the supernatural, watch me, has cannot be naturally discerned. So the first thing, um, uh, the second thing rather that I want us to cover, third actually thing that I want us to cover in prayer is supernatural moments cannot be naturally discerned. They have to be spiritually discerned. I'm going to say it again. Supernatural moments, all right, cannot be naturally discerned. They have to be spiritually discerned. What does this mean? You cannot look at things with natural eyes right now. You cannot look at things just ABC. There, there is something spiritual that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to see the spirit behind something natural. And so what I'm going to pray for everybody right now, we're going to pray for our discernment. And watch me, to discern, it means to be able to distinguish. In other words, is this something, is, is, is this, is this it or is this not it? Should I pursue this? Should I not pursue this? Uh, should I make this call? Should I not make this call? Should I make this reach? Should I not make this reach? Should I treat that? Should I not treat that? We're going to cover in prayer your discernment so that you distinguish properly. Can I give you some examples of this? Let me give you some examples of this. Um, if you look in the scripture, um, let's just use Peter. I like using Peter. Peter in the moment where uh, they see Jesus walking on the water, Jesus is walking towards them. And as Jesus is walking towards them, the Bible says that Jesus, uh, Peter calls us his Lord, if it's you, bid me come. Pay attention to his word. Lord, if it's you. You don't call somebody Lord unless you know he's Lord. Um, you, he knew it was the Lord. So watch me. He's discerned something. But watch the last part. He started spiritual. Then he got natural. Lord, if it's you, that's spiritual. Bid me come. If it's you, bid me come. Then he got natural. He takes a step and then the water holds him up. He begins spiritual. Then he looks at the storm. Look at me. The storm had been going on the whole time. You weren't paying attention to the storm until you stopped being spiritual and you got natural. So here's what we're going to cover. We're going to cover your discernment. Look at me. This is not the time for you to get played. This is not the time for you to make stupid decisions. This is not the time for you to do things out of emotion. This is not the time for you to do things that are not spiritual. This is a supernatural season. And so we need to be spiritual and not natural. Y'all got it? Let's cover it. Father, we cover our discernment in prayer tonight. Father, we recognize that the discerning of spirits, the distinguishing of spirits is a spiritual gift. So it is a spiritual gift that we ask that you not only give us, but God, that you intensify its effectiveness. Oh my God. 
that you intensify its effectiveness right now in the name of Jesus, God. We pray that we would not be hoodwinked. We wouldn't be bamboozled, uh, Father, that we would not have been sold a bill of goods. We pray that we would discern um, super, the supernatural seasons and moments that we're in so that we make godly decisions, not just good decisions. We don't, in a supernatural season, we don't need a good decisions. We need godly decisions. And we thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray um, that you would not only give us that gift that the Holy Spirit gives, according to 1 Corinthians 12, but Father, I pray right now that you would intensify the, not only the effectiveness, but intensify the excellence of the gift in us. What does that mean? That it would be sharp, that it would be strategic, that it would be able to see beyond mess. It'd be able to see, here it is, even beyond the way something is packaged. Because we're in a supernatural season, that means the packaging may not look good naturally, but spiritually, there's something in there for us. I pray that it would be sharp. I pray that we would be excellent. I pray that we would be effective in the name of Jesus. And we would see the spirit behind things, that we would not deal with anything naturally, especially during this season, but we would see the spirit behind it. There's a reason you did not let Judas make you start tripping. Why? Because you were able to discern the spirit at work in him and recognize there was no need to treat him, nor address him, nor address the issue. You did not waste time. I pray that we would not waste time during this supernatural season. I pray that we be decisive during this supernatural season. I pray we would not walk in fear during this supernatural season. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, I need you to type these words, not amen. You're going to type these words. Sharpen my discernment. Sharpen my discernment sharpen my discernment. We pray that it would be effective. We pray that it would be excellent. And then since it's a spiritual gift, we pray to receive that gift. And that's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. And the Bible says that if we pray and ask for gifts, the Lord gives gifts. He says, if you being evil, give your people, give your children good gifts, how much more will the Father give you the Holy Ghost? And of course, with the Holy Ghost comes the gifts of the Spirit. All right. Um, for those of you who want more teaching on that, um, you can get, go to our app or website or YouTube and you can get messages, uh, message series about the Holy Ghost. I know there's one called the ghost and one called gifts, things like that. Get any other message about the Holy Spirit and you get more teaching about discernment and about the spiritual gifts. All right. It's a spiritual gift. L look at me, guys. Um, and, and matter of fact, we're going to hit this in prayer, too. Some people you don't have discernment. You know what they have? They have suspicion. And there's a difference between the two. Suspicion looks at everybody like this. They look like some stinks all the time. That's suspicion. That's not discernment. Discernment means I can see the spirit at work behind something. I can see the spirit at work behind something. Listen, the goal is not to be suspicious. The goal is to have discernment. You got it? So let's cover that. Father, I pray that we would not operate in suspicion, in hyperbole, let's talk, in hypothetical scenarios. Um, we would not operate from a hypochondriatic mentality. Oh, no. But I pray, God, that we would operate with discernment. That's spiritual. It is not spiritual to be suspicious. It is not spiritual to look at everybody with a side eye. It is not spiritual to look at everybody and put everybody on probation. That's not spiritual. What is spiritual is discernment. We must be spiritual and use discernment so that we can distinguish the spirit behind something. I pray, God, that when it's our moment to make changes, we would seize those changes, that we would be quick in our decision making, and that, Father, we wouldn't second guess our decision making. In Jesus' name we pray. Can I get a few of y'all to type this? I'm not suspicious. I'm not suspicious. Because some people, I have heard some people say, I just have a real good gift of discernment. Baby, you suspicious. That's not discernment because you, you got the last four men in your life wrong. So your discernment is off. That's suspicion. It's got, <laughs> I'm just saying, all right? You just got to know the difference between the two. You have to know the difference between the two. It's not suspicious. You got to be spiritual, all right? Guys, if you're just coming in, do me a favor, like this video, tell me where you're watching from, share this video. 
Um, no matter what platform you're on, I want to encourage you, don't deploy, don't rely on social media to stay connected to Harvest. The best way to stay connected is to get our app. How do you get our app? Text the word Harvest to the phone number, y'all love it. Text the word Harvest to the phone number 877-552-4746. If you're on one of the YouTubes or Facebooks or app or website or whatever, um, you can get that. It's at the bottom of the screen. Can I get a few of you to type that over on the Instagram? What's up with these Instagram numbers? Come on, IG. Um, uh, and you can share that. All right. Um, so listen, um, Florida, New Plymouth, Idaho, Denver, Columbus, good to see you. Um, we in here tonight. Now, um, while we are in this supernatural season that we are in, while we're in this supernatural season um, that we are in, this is the first of the spring feast that we're walking into um at, at harvest um and, and even if you're not part of harvest and you just you jump on with prayer you're part of our extended family um that's awesome um we don't honor things like lent ash wednesday stuff like that because that stuff's not scriptural we don't knock those that do we just don't because it's not in the bible what is in the bible are the seven biblical feasts seven is the biblical number of shalom or completion so when you honor the feast you see shalom you got it? When you honor the feast, you see shalom. So for many of you, maybe this is new to you. You never heard this. Um, and that's okay. All right. That's the whole goal of spiritual growth is that you're hearing new things, not just hearing things you already know. And so I want to cover um, the next thing we're going to cover is our honoring of the feast. And first Samuel, God makes it clear. He says, if you honor what's important to him, he'll honor you. If you don't, you won't be honored. When you honor the feast, you welcome shalom. What is shalom? Shalom means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. You got to hear that. So let's cover that in prayer. Father, we honor your feast. You said that these feast days were to be honored throughout all generations. Throughout all generations, which means these are to be honored forever. So tonight, God, we honor you and we bless you. And we thank you for the privilege that we have to honor these feasts. A feast is a time, Lord, that you have literally set up with us. It literally is a time where you have made a meeting with us. It is a time where you say you want to come and see about us. And we thank you for that now. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, God. That during these spring feasts, they represent sudden fast forward movement. We are in a supernatural time where literally, God, you are coming to meet with us. And as you are coming to meet with us, your instructions are sudden fast forward movement. And we honor you for it in the name of Jesus. These feasts, God, are referred to as appointed times for heaven to interrupt our world. God, we say interrupt our world in a good way. We welcome interruption in a good way. We welcome heaven's plan in a good way. We welcome what you have ordained in a good way. And for that, we say thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Can I just get you to type amen on whatever platform you're on? I want to give you some examples. I want to give you some examples um, of what happened in the scripture during these feasts for sudden fast forward movement, sudden fast forward movement. I want to give you an example um, of some of what happens during these feasts. And we're going to cover it in prayer because I need you to know um, that this is all God. Now, just real quick, let me just, as, as when we pray guys on Monday nights, prayer is not a monologue where we just talk, 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 talk and say in Jesus name, amen. What happens is we pray, I give you a revelation. 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 I'm going to have you to say a lot. Why? Life and death are in the power of your tongue. I'm going to have you to type a lot. Why? Whenever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. It shall be done for them. All right? And so in that, um, there in the scripture, these, these major feasts, they're also referred to as holy convocations. And, and if you were old school church or, or uh, a convocation was a time when y'all got together in a certain city and had church and that's good. But a convocation actually means a meeting that God sets with his people, which means during the feast, God's coming to meet with you. This is why I pray for your discernment because do not miss him. Because he doesn't show up in a way that you expect it. Can I be honest with you? And I'll just use this foot thing as another example. I, I, listen, well, I have been frustrated. And, and I my confession is that I am 100% healthy and healed immediately. I literally said this to the Lord. Okay, Lord, where are you adding this? 
Where are you at in this? There's something, there's something here, because this is weird, because this never this doesn't happen to me. It's never happened to me. There's something here where I need to see you. What are you trying to do? What is it that this is going to have me in a certain place at a certain time to see a certain thing? In other words, during the feast, the reason your discernment has to be intensified is because when God comes to meet with you, you're going to be in the right place at the right time to have the right conversation. Everything comes into alignment. Let's cover that in prayer. Father, we pray that everything during the feast comes into alignment. Everything comes into alignment. Where are you at in this? Show us, God, because everything that happens during the spring feast, our declaration is that you are in it and you are using it and you are using it for your glory, which means, God, while it may be frustrating, while it may be aggravating, Father, you come to visit us. And since you come to visit us, that means that there is something we need to see, something we need to experience. There is something about what occurs during this time that's going to have us in the right place at the right time. It's going to have us in the right place at the right time. It's going to have us in the right place at the right time. So our confession and our prayer is, God, that we are in the right place at the right time. We honor you tonight, God, and we ask for forgiveness for all of our sin, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. We ask that you forgive us tonight, God, for our iniquity. That's generational sin that we've passed down and around. And we ask that tonight, God, you forgive us even for our transgression. That is what we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right and what we knew to be accurate. And tonight, God, we thank you that you hear us. And Father, because we're doing a spring feast time, uh, not only do you hear us, but God, we thank you that your presence is with us. Oh my God, your presence is with us right now. Father, order our steps. You say that you delight in the details, Psalm 37, 23. You delight in the details. You order our steps and you delight in the details. So we say, God, be in the details. Be in the details and give us the discernment that we pray for so that we don't miss you in the details. We don't want you to get lost in the sauce. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, don't say amen, say alignment. Alignment, alignment, boom, alignment, boom, alignment, boom, alignment. Um, I want to give you an example of something that happens. And we're going to cover this in prayer during this feast time that we're in. And again, guys, if you haven't shared, make sure that you share when you when you share, people get saved. I still didn't see a comment confirming whether or not we had crossed 200 decisions. So maybe I missed that. Who's responsible for that for me? Please make sure you put that in the comments so that I, I just need a thumbs up to know if we crossed 200. I probably just missed it and didn't see it because the comments go pretty fast. Um, so the spring feast, there's four of them. There's four of them. The first is the Passover. The Passover. I'm going to talk more about that on Friday Night Fire. It's the Passover. The Passover literally... In the scripture is when the children of Israel were coming out of 430 years of bondage. When they were coming out of 430 years of bondage to the day, the Bible says, um, that the last of the 10 plagues was that the death angel was going to hit Egypt. But anywhere that the Lord saw the blood of a lamb applied at the doorpost of their home, that the blood, watch me, would make the death angel pass over. The blood would cause the death angel to pass over. And so what would happen is that what was happening to everybody else could not happen to them. Um, when we talk about in church today, the blood still works and the blood covers me and I'm covered by the blood and thank you for the blood and oh, nothing but the blood. What we're saying is we're referencing back to in the Passover where the blood, the blood was the highest price because it represented a loss of life. Blood was the highest price that a, a living being could pay. So whenever we saw the blood, y'all gotta hear that. Whenever we saw the blood, then what happened is that um, the death angel had to pass over. I wanna pray that you recognize that when you are Christian, you're covered under the blood. Jesus, the final Passover lamb was sacrificed and his blood covers your life, which means what happens to everybody else Watch me. It can't affect me the same way. I'll say that again. It cannot affect me the same way. I'll say it a third time. We're about to hit it in prayer. It cannot affect me 
in the same way. Father, in Jesus' name, um, we recognize that the blood that you shed is the final Passover sacrifice. You are the final Passover lamb. And because of that, we are covered under the blood, which means, God, what affects everybody else, it cannot affect us the same way. Father, there may be some effect, but it cannot be the same effect as somebody else. It can't hit us the same way. It can't knock us down the same way. It can't affect us the same way because of the blood. And we thank you, God, that we have even seen the power of this over the last two years. Father, were things that affected people a certain way, it did not hit us the same way. Father, we see this all the time in our lives, where things that they say are supposed to be one way go another way for us. When they say everything's supposed to be going down, we going up. When they say nothing's supposed to work, stuff's working for us. While other people were losing in the pandemic, God, you caused us to prosper in the pandemic. Why? Because we're covered under the blood. That sacrifice that was made, and we say thank you, and we let the atmosphere know that you cannot affect us the same way that you affect other people. We let the enemy know you cannot affect us the same way you affect other people. Other people go through similar things and they may lose their mind, but we go through it and we will gain ours. Other people may go through something and it may make them want to quit. We go through something, it will make us fight harder. We are covered under the blood. And Hebrew says that the blood is an instrument of redemption. Which means everywhere you shed your blood, God, you were buying something for us. So when they pierced your hands, you were making it so that whatever we touched, it would do well. This is why even for those of us that have had to start over, even for those that have had to do some things fresh and new, Father, that their hands were covered by the blood. So that what they touched, it prospered. They pierced your feet so that everywhere we would walk, God, we would have authority. There are certain places we had to put our foot on so we would have authority. There are certain cities, certain environments, certain places we had to physically go to. And we did not know why. It is because we needed to put our foot on it. Because when we put our foot on it, because you shed your blood, we were literally claiming that under our authority and under ultimately your authority. I want to stop right there for just a second. I'm going to stop right there for just a second. Look at me. The Bible says that God orders your steps. Now pay attention. You have to follow the orders. But here's what I need you to listen to. Anybody ever gone through certain stages and steps of life and you were like, what is this? Like, why am I going through this? Why am I dealing with this? What, like, what is the problem? What is the issue? Like, God, why did I have to go over there? Why did I, anybody ever had that happen? Wait a minute. Um, I need you to hear me. Um, there's a print, there's a law from Joshua chapter one. The law says, wherever Joshua's foot touched, it belonged to him, which means, it, can I give you proof of that? Even when they were going um, to take Jericho, they had to go spy it out. They had to put their foot on it. You missed it. They had to put their foot on it because when they put their foot on it, then they had authority over it. For many of you, there are places in life you were like, why did I have to deal with that? Why did I have to go over there? Why did I have to deal with that? God needed you to put your foot on it. See, he needed you to put your foot in a business so that you would be anointed for business. Talk to me, y'all. He needed you to put your foot on a piece of property so that you would be anointed to own it. He needed you to put your foot uh, inside of a particular automobile so that you would be anointed for it. Y'all not saying nothing to me. He needed you to put your foot on it. You got to hear that. Because when you put your foot on it, Facebook, when you put your foot on an IG, when you put your foot on an IG, you literally, because he shed his blood in his feet, anywhere we walk, he's buying something for us. You need to put your foot on it. There's a reason some of you had to take trips certain places. And you're like, why am I even over here? He needed you to put your foot on it. Because it does, the law says, if you don't put your foot on it, you cannot possess it. And for some of y'all, watch me. I need you to take that principle and I need you to work that thing. I need you to just go take trips to certain places. I need you to walk up to certain places. Um, at, when I knew that I was anointed to have authority in the realm of politics and government, and that the Lord literally told me one year, he told me, uh, I went to the Texas state capital down in Austin. I went to the Colorado state capital. Um, and there was one other. 
where he said, listen, I need you to go and I need you to just go in there. I need you to go in there. When I was in DC, he said, I need you to go over there. I need you to go over there. I need you to put your foot on it. I need you to, I need you to, I need you to go put your foot on that because I need you to have authority so that when you speak, they they're here. When you speak, they obey. When you speak, they turn their ear to you. You gotta hear me. Look, look, Earl said that's why I'm back in Denver. You better hear me. You have to put your foot on some things. Jesus, how many of y'all just got revelation right there in prayer? See why prayer is not just a monologue. But you just talk, 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 and say Jesus' name. Prayer is a dialogue. You have to give out God an opportunity to respond. He responds in prayer. It is not just you talking. He responds in prayer. So for some of y'all, you're like, why did I have to have that job? I remember at one time I was in the process of building one of my businesses years and years ago. And I was, and actually I was coming out of high school. And I remember I had to go work for this particular company. And when I went to work for this particular company, I was so frustrated. I was angry. I was like, God, why do you have me working at this company? Like, this is crazy. It, it was just the most annoying thing. And I was building one of my businesses. And while I was there, um, I, you know, I was there. I went in. I did my work and all that. And I said, I need you to put your foot on it. And so it wasn't until years and years later that the company I used to work for now works for me. Y'all better talk to me tonight in prayer. He needed you to put your foot on some things. There are certain places you needed to step. You needed to go because he says you need to put your foot on it. That's why. All right. Listen, let's go. Father, we thank you for where you shed your blood. They pierced your hands. They pierced your feet. They put a crown of thorns on your head so that the blood ran down your face. Which means, since the blood is an instrument of redemption, what were you buying? You were buying for us the ability to walk by faith and not by sight. Because when the blood hits your eye, you were saying you don't have to walk by what you see. When it hits your nose, when, you don't have to walk by what you smell. When it hits your lips, you don't have to walk by what it tastes like. When it hits your ear, you don't have to walk by what it sounds like. When it hits your face, you don't have to walk by what it feels like. Father, you were redeeming us from living by our senses and you were causing us to live by faith. You were causing us to live by faith. Father, when they pierced you in your side, the blood spread to your internal organs. You were purchasing healing of the body and you were purchasing internal healing, which means any internal pain we would deal with, that's emotional pain. That is that is uh, emotional grief. That's why you bought it for us. Why? Because you shed your blood internally. And God, in Jesus' name, when they uh, 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 when they beat your back and there were stripes on your back, the Bible says, "With your stripes we are healed." You were paying for our healing every time they struck your back. You were buying healing for us, and for that we say thank you. When did that happen? It happened this week. 2,000 plus years ago, and we say thank you for your sacrifice. We honor you for your sacrifice tonight, and we recognize, God, that because we're covered under the blood, that's Passover, that the that whatever affects other people, it cannot affect us the same way. It cannot affect us the same way. It cannot affect us the same way, and for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Drop an amen right there. Oh, my goodness. It can't affect you the same way. It can't. I'm going to talk about that a little bit on Friday night. Because the Bible says, Bible says this. Bible says um, that the, when the death angel came, it hit the Egyptians' house. It hit their house. And it took their firstborn sons and it took the firstborn of their cattle. Watch me. But wherever the blood was, it could not affect them the same way. Bible says there was not a house in Egypt that did not experience something negative except God's people's houses. But there was an unintended consequence. The unintended consequence was that now they had to get up out of Egypt quickly. They had to be prepared. Oh, my God, I cannot wait for Friday that fire. Such revelation. And Wednesday. Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, Sunday's messages are just going to be so full of revelation. Listen, the first of those spring feasts, guys, if you're just coming in, do me a favor, like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share. The first of those feasts is Passover. Um, I just, we just walked through that. Um, Jesus is our final Passover lamb. Immediately following that is what's called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Why? Leaven is yeast in the scripture. And the Bible says 
um, that they had to leave Egypt so fast, the bread couldn't proof, the bread couldn't rise, they couldn't add yeast to it. But then secondly, um, the scripture lets us know that yeast represents error. It represents sin. So during this spring feast, uh, watch me, not only do, are we reminded we're covered under the blood, but during the spring feast, the Lord tells us we are to self-reflect and self-correct. Can I get you to type those two on the screen? Self-reflect and self-correct. Type those two on the screen. Self-reflect and so you got it wonderfully made over here. Something about my that prayer. I'm telling you, to self-reflect and self-correct. Here's going to be my prayer. My prayer is going to be that you and I, we judge ourselves so that we do not have to be judged. The Bible says, if you judge yourself, what is judgment? It's correction by force. Um, if we correct ourselves, he won't have to. And, and listen, if God has to do it, it it's kind of like, um, you know, if you got to bring in the big boss, come do it. It's going to be a whole lot of extra where if just somebody was able to solve it at the local level. Um, during this time, we had to self-reflect and self-correct, which means there's things during the spring feast God is going to let you look at in yourself. And he's going to say, look at it. He's going to say, deal with it. He's going to say, handle it. He's going to say, you handle it so I don't have to. Run that, handle that. Father, tonight, we ask that you give us the grace to self-reflect and self-correct. Uh, self to reflect, reflect, it means to look back and to look in and to look at. To look back, to look at, to look in. To look back, to look at to look in. This means look back on how we've handled some situations and recognize, God, we could have handled them differently. It means to look in, God, to see where there are things in us that do not line up with your word, where there are things in us that we have tolerated that we should not have tolerated, where there are things in us that we have put up with that we should not have put up with, and then to look at. This means look at ourselves and look at our lives and look at our faith and look at our finances and look at our families and look at our businesses, look at every area of our life and say what needs to change. So our prayer tonight, God, is when we see what needs to change, give us the grace to do it and to do it quickly. Give us the grace to do it and to do it quickly. Give us the grace to do it and to do it quickly. In Jesus' name we pray. Can I just get you to put an amen right there? Let me talk to y'all for a second. How many of you already, there's some areas that um, you've been self-reflecting and self-correcting? And if so, tell me what it is. Share with me. You were Bishop Foreman. You're in a safe place. What's the area where you know you need to self-reflect and self-correct? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you and share one of mine. So um, when I was, uh, what was that, Thursday? Thursday when I was traveling, um, uh, somebody put some cash in my hand. And so I don't normally have cash. There's some cash in my hand. And uh, and so I had the cash. And so I was going through um, um, TSA. And I was going through TSA. I was navigating through that. And um, and I'm not used to, you know, they say take everything out of your pockets. Well, I'm not used to having cash. So I put the cash in the little, in the, in the thing there. And, uh, and so I went through and all of that. And then I made my way out. And as I made my way out, and all of that. Oh, there go my comments. They're all the way down here. This thing has been stuck. Um, and so I'm walking through. I get all the way towards to the gate. And then I'm like, I didn't left that money. I left that money. I left that money in that doggone TSA. So I rushed back to the TSA. And I said, listen, um, did somebody turn in, you know, X amount of dollars? Did somebody turn that in? So they look and we look and they looking above the machine, under the machine. And, uh, you know, several people had come to me afterwards and they didn't. Um, and they didn't. So I started walking back. And in my head, y'all, can I can I keep it 100? I need five of y'all to wave with me if I can be honest with you. Be honest with me. Because this was an area for me to self-reflect and self-correct. Wave at me. I need five of y'all to wave. I need five of y'all to wave. These are good things that y'all were saying, too. A lack of mercy being mean this is good i got one wave two ways three ways four ways five i got more than enough waves all right here we go so while i'm walking back i'm saying to the lord i'm like lord now come on so i'm saying this I'm, just, I'm having this conversation with the lord i said lord 
Now, come on. I said, now, nah, I don't even be having cash. I said, Lord, now, you know I'm a faithful giver. And so I'm just doing all this stuff. And I'm just, I'm kind of mad because I'm like, you know, and, and here's the deal. And I gave it in church yesterday. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was going to spend it. I wanted to give it. All right. Just full disclosure. Um, and so I was like, Lord, I, I you know, I, I don't even be carrying cash. And I am this. And, you know, Lord, you know, it's, it's just that. I mean, Lord, come on, you just make somebody do right. You see, I, you know, it, I started complaining. Anybody ever been there? Y'all talk to me in these comments. I started complaining. And and as I'm walking, as I'm walking back, and I'm just like, well, fine. I said, fine. Well, fine, Lord. I guess I just sowed seed. Thank God for seed. All right. And, but I'm complaining the whole time. And as I'm complaining, here's his response. You ready? He says, son, is that what you think I did? He says, son, you, so you didn't think that, you don't think, you don't, you, you don't think I take care of you? He says, is that what you think happened? So my, I respond to the Lord. <laughs> I'm telling y'all too much about business. I respond to the Lord. I said, Lord, no, you take care of me. I said, Lord, forgive me for complaining. In Jesus' name. Two seconds later, uh, there's a gentleman who um, needed to claim, uh, how do you say it? There's a gentleman who needed to claim um, uh, some money. I think he literally said money. The gentleman needed to claim some money. Please see me at the TSA counter. The gentleman needed to claim some money. Please see me at the TSA counter. I said, what? I turn around. I walk back. Ooh, he got my cash. Now, listen, um, what that showed me is how quick I can turn negative. Ooh, y'all quiet. It's quiet. I don't like this judgment I'm getting from you people on prayer. It showed me how quick I can turn negative. And he said, son, I need you to handle that because you went negative too quick. You went way too, you went negative too. So I walked back up there, I get the money. I'm like, yes, Lord. So during this spring feast season, I recognized, watch me. Um, that sometimes I can turn it somewhere it does not need to turn too fast. Did that just help anybody? Somebody says, you helping me, sir. Come on here. I'm like, I turn negative so fast. And sometimes we can turn negative so fast. So guess what? With this foot thing, I was like, my confession is, I right, 100% healthy, 100% healed. I don't do I don't do this. This is not something I do in Jesus' name. That's my confession. Because we cannot turn negative quickly. Father, help us in all of these areas that we just notated to not turn negative quickly. To not turn negative quickly, to not turn to doubt, to not turn to fear. Whatever we turn to first is what we believe most. Whatever we turn to first is what we believe most. And we shall believe. Oh, God, I feel like going up right here. We shall believe the report of the Lord. We will not believe a negative report. We will not believe an evil report. We will believe the report of the Lord. Help us to speak life out of our mouth about our own lives. We will not turn negative quickly. We will not turn negative quickly. I need to feel y'all to type that. If you know that's the area, when I shared that with you, if that helped you, and you were like, wow, I see that in me, type that on the screen. I will not turn negative quickly. I will not turn negative quickly. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wow. Some of y'all, you get one piece of information, you turn negative quick. You turn negative quick. You turn negative quick. And instead, you got to say, okay, uh-uh, God, where are you at in this? Thank you all for your honesty. Listen, this is why I keep it real, because when you're real, you can heal. You never know how many people you're going to you're gonna bless when you're real. Look at this. There's so many so many comments, I can't even put them on the screen. I will not turn negative quickly. Um, during this time, during this time, um, the Lord will let you see you, and you have to self-reflect and self-correct. You got to look in. You got to look back. You got to look at. All right. Last thing I want to do, because it's already can y'all believe it's already 749. Um, and that listen, I know that that's easy to turn negative quickly, too. Um, I mean, I did it. <laughs> I mean, I did. And it was in, in the grand scheme of things. I was like, why are you even making a big deal about this? 
Um, can I go deeper? You ready? Can I go deeper? Woo, can I go deeper? If I get 10 of y'all to give me a hand wave, I'll go deeper because I can go deeper. Because why did I turn negative quick? I can go deeper. I can go deeper. I can go deeper. I need a few hands on the screen. I can go deeper. I'll, I'll tell some of y'all why you get go negative so quick. I need 10 hands. I got one. Oh, yeah, man, these comments says, all right, here we go. I said, I asked Lord, I said, Lord, why do I do that? I said, why? And I don't always do that. I was like, but why do I do that? Um, and, and here's why. Um, for some of you, the reason you go negative so quick is because if something doesn't go your way or go the way you think somebody should make it go, you feel like you're not being fought for. You feel like you're not being defended. You feel like you're not being protected. Somebody said we got our scuba gear. You feel, you feel, pay, pay attention, you feel as if you always got to fight for yourself. So the reason you turn negative so fast on a God who's proven himself to you, y'all not talking to me tonight, prayer, is because you feel like, why ain't he protecting me? And then you start giving him your list of all the reasons why he should protect you. He got quiet right there. Woo! God, you've been a protector. But God, you've been a fighter. But God, you have been strong for us. Come on, y'all. I need you to let him know that you trust him. Father, we tell you we trust you tonight. We trust you tonight. You have proven yourself to be a protector. You have proven yourself to fight for us. You have proven yourself to defend us. You have proven over and over and over and over and over and over again. You are Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord that fights for us. And we tell you we trust you tonight. That's the thing. You're going to hear that in all the messages this week. Because when Jesus was on the cross, you know what he told the father? He said, Father, I entrust my spirit to you. Stop. He was saying, God, I trust you. I am, he was in the midst of crucifixion. And he said, I trust you. I trust you. I, somebody needs to hear this, y'all. We're about to go up. I trust you. I can't trace you, but I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you, Father. I trust you, Father. I trust you. I tr From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, please tell him prayer that you trust him. Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Um, I got eight minutes. So here's what we're going to do. Hey, guys, if you're just coming in, like this video, tell me where you're watching from, uh, and share this video. When you share, people get saved. Let me give you this one thing that happens. This one thing that happens during um during prayer or excuse me during the during the feast i want to take you to a particular scripture uh to help you understand this sudden fast forward movement that you're in and we find it in john chapter five john chapter five we're going to just cover this in prayer and uh, and we're going to move man that's good to me Ooh, that is good to me that is good to me that is good to me. That is good to me. All right. In John chapter five, I want to just read you a little bit. We're going to come in prayer. In John chapter five, we find um, this happening. The Bible says this. Um, verse John chapter five, verse one. At this time, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, it doesn't specify which feast it was. But the Bible says that Jesus went up to Jerusalem. So Jesus, as the head of household, would have, according to Deuteronomy 16, 16. Remember, I've been showing you this weekly where it says three times a year, all of you, all of your men or heads of household um, in the Hebrew culture, all of your heads of household shall appear before the Lord in the place where I sat. And you shall not appear before the Lord empty handed. So the fact that Jesus went up to um to this feast lets us know that it was likely one of the feasts where um uh, um um uh, where they, they were presenting an offering all right this is john chapter five all right um so jesus goes up it's during the feast come on somebody typed it on the screen a feast a feast a feast 
We're in the spring feast. I talked to you about the first two, Passover, Unleavened Bread. All right. Those, we welcome those this week. That's happening this week. 2,000 years ago, this stuff happened this week. You go back even further to the original Passover with the Hebrews. This stuff happened 5,000 plus years ago this week. Here we go. Oh, roughly around that time. Now, there was at this time, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Verse two. Now, there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate, a pool, which is in Hebrew called Bethesda, having five porches. Five is the biblical number of grace. We're also in John chapter five. God plays the numbers. Here we go. And these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed. Sick means there was something wrong internally. Blind means they couldn't see. Lame means that they weren't able to move. Paralyzed means that they were stuck. Lame meant that when they did move, they couldn't move effectively. Paralyzed means they were stuck. Um, these people were waiting on the moving of the water for an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. And whoever stepped in first after the stirring of water was made well of whatever disease he had. This is doing a what? A feast. I just need to get this. I'm going to cover it in prayer. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. His infirmity, everybody pay attention. His infirmity wasn't his issue. The word infirmity doesn't mean your issue. It means how your issue handicaps you. I'll say it again. His inf See, your issue isn't your issue. Your issue is what you let it make you do or make, make you not do. See, you can't control what your mom and them did, what your daddy and them did, what your cousin did, what your boss did. You can't control that. What you can control is whether or not you let it infirm you. Y'all better talk to me tonight. What you can control is whether or not you let it infirm you. What you can control is whether or not you let it handicap you. I need you to type this on the screen. I will not be handicapped. I will not be. Mm -mm. I will not walk in fear because of that. I won't walk in doubt because of that. I will not let that handicap me. So when the Bible says this man had an infirmity, it wasn't his issue. It was what he thought about his issue. It wasn't his issue. It was how he handled his issue. Father, don't let us leave. Come on, y'all. We're about to pray a big prayer. Don't let us leave these spring feasts with the same infirmities we walked into it with. Do not let us leave the same these spring feasts with the same infirmity, God, or the handicap we create in our mind. Because of an issue, I declare we will not be handicapped in any way, shape, form, or fashion in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all. We got three minutes. We got to go. When Jesus saw him lying there, and how long had he been there? 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew he'd been in that condition a long time. Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? The man answered. The woman answered. You answered. Why doesn't he have a name? So you can put yourself right there. Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. When I'm coming, another one steps down before me. In other words, he said, every time I try to get ahead, somebody gets in my way. Every time I try to do something, something gets in my way. How many of you wave at me right now? There's areas of your life where you were like, every time I try to get something done, something gets in my way. Wave at me. Wave at me. Because these spring feasts are about to kill that. We're about to kill that. Every time I try to get the business started, something gets in my way. Every time I try to get the degree, something gets in my way. Every time I try to get the license, something gets in my way. Every time I try to lose weight, something gets in my way. Every time I try, something gets in my way. I see your hands. Watch what the Bible says, and we're done. Watch what the Bible says. The Bible says, um, every time I try, somebody gets in front of me. Jesus said to him, when did Jesus say this to him? During a feast. Sudden, fast forward movement. When did you say to him? Rise. Take up your bed and walk. Here's verse nine. And this is your shout. And this is your word. Immediately. The man was made well. He took up his bed and he walked. Last time he did that was 38 years ago. Last time he did that was 38 years ago. Here's your word. Immediately. Immediately. When did this happen? During the spring feast. During the feast. During the feast. During the feast. Your word is immediately. Father, we are prepared for immediate changes. Immediate changes in how we view things. Immediate changes in how we handle things. Immediate changes for the better. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Y'all, it's 7.59. We got to go. Here's your response to that immediately. Immediately. It happened during the feast. 
So if God did it back then, he's going to do it again. And it's going to be for you. And it's going to be for me. And I, let's just be good English. You and I, you got it? This is what we are in. This is, don't play with this. Do not play with this. Can I encourage some of you, whatever plans you have for Friday night, if you can't be in Denver, you better watch online. Um, you better watch online. Do not play with this week. Um, this is the spring feast. And if you miss the feast, you got to wait until the next time. When's the next time? The fall feast. And the fall feast uh, don't represent sudden fast forward movement. That Those feasts have a different connotation. Um, listen, guys, I'm out of time. It's eight o'clock. Um, how many of you were blessed by prayer tonight? Did you get blessed? I want to encourage you to be a blessing to what blesses you. How can you do that? You can sow. How can you sow? You can use the cash app. It's dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. The key email for that is hello at harvestchurch.church. Um, you can use that also. Um, what you sow tonight, I want you to call that your my immediately seed. When you sow it, just put immediately. Now, if you use text to give or online giving at Harvest and you can't put a comment, as you click the button to text to give or you click the button to sow, just say the word immediately. But if you use Cash App or any of those other methods where you can type something in the comments, I want you to put that in there immediately. 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 This is the time that we're in. All right. Um, we have a busy week this week. Tomorrow night, um, I'll give you a preview of Wednesday Night Live Bible Study. That's at 9 o'clock Mountain Time, 11 o'clock Eastern. Then we got Wednesday Night Live Bible Study at 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. Even though I'm preaching on Friday, I will also be preaching on Wednesday night. And um, um, uh, Wednesday night's message is, well, you'll see the preview tomorrow. And then Friday night, we got Friday Night Fire. That's at 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. We're going to actually welcome Passover. Passover will be here. Um, there's going to be so much revelation. And then on Saturday night, we got a preview at nine o'clock of Sunday mornings, Easter Sunday's messages, uh, which are going to be amazing. And so for all of my digital family, again, I want to encourage you, you can invite folks. You, if you want to invite people in your home, you can do that. Y'all can watch the experience, watch it on your TV. Uh, if you don't want people in your house like that, that's fine. Just send them the link. All right. But I want to make sure that you do that. Okay. Um, so, but so into this and immediately, and I already see the questions about what's the number. Um, you like this shirt? You can get it in our online store. I think I'm pretty sure we still have this one in our online store. Um, let me say this to you. Um, um, mm, oh, the number, the number attach it to that John. That was John 5, um, and that was verse number, um, that was verse 9. So, whatever you sow, 5 and 9, you 59, 95, whatever. Whenever you sow a seed, you always want to be specific. You don't just throw seeds out there. No, is this corn? Is this watermelon? Is this squash? What is this? You need to know what the seed is. So this is why I have you target your seed and put words on your seed. Whenever you sow seed, you want to target that. All right. Amen. I received that. No backlash for this week. All right. Um, last thing I want to do, if you're on here tonight and you're not a Christian, this is your opportunity to come to the Lord. And if you become a Christian for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord, you can do that tonight. Um, if you like Bishop Foreman, I'm not sure where things stand with God, but I want to be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, I want you to do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. That's a blessing. I always serve to the money, man of God on prayer. That's awesome. Um, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure on the count of three, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Respond right now. Go. Do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. But like, Bishop, I'm not sure. Be sure. Just do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Bishop, I don't want nobody to judge me. You're in a safe place. Nobody's going to judge you. That I can that I can tell you. Let's do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. Yesterday, uh, I think over 11 people um, gave their lives to the Lord yesterday. To God be the glory for that. We're going to see a thousand this year, y'all. All right. That we're going to see a thousand this year um, because these lives matter to God. I just need you to do that hand wave emoji. Says me. I'll count you down. Why do I count people down? Because some people will wait because they're nervous. They're scared. Like, ah, God, don't want to do this. Respond right now. That's God coming to get you tonight. Five. That's God coming to get you tonight. Four. That's God coming to get you tonight. Three. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure to that hand wave emoji. Say it's me. Two. I'm waiting on you. I am waiting on you. I'm waiting on 804. We got to go. But I'm waiting on you. One. Everybody pray this. Prayer. I see you. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace 
to run this race. Give me the grace to be faithful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, take out your phone, text the word decision to the phone number 877-552-4746. Why? We're going to shoot your text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. It's like once you pray that prayer, I don't want to leave you at the altar. If you grew up in church, you'd see altar calls and people would come to the altar and, and all of that. And they respond and then they were never given what to do next. So the Lord told me years ago, he said, son, do a word, do a message and do some simple steps to tell people what to do next. They prayed this prayer. They made this confession. What do they do next? All right. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. See you tomorrow night, nine o'clock mountain, uh, 11 o'clock Eastern. And uh, we'll do the preview of where we're going for Wednesday Night Live Bubble Study. That's on the Bishop on my Instagram and TikTok. All right. Love you guys. Shalom, everybody. Have an amazing night. Love you. Again, a prayer bless you. Make sure you so. Love you. Love y'all. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. 